it's the most important thing and if you have that in place actually you, there's not much you can do with the rest of it except for ask people to buy your stuff if you don't have any value or you're not willing to give value to other people hello everybody and welcome back to mentors today we have on beth bridges the networking motivator and in this episode we talk a lot about you guessed it networking now, this is not the type of networking where you just give your pitch to people and leave. We're talking about the networking as in connecting to other people and growing and expanding through them. This is also brought up in Beth's book, Networking on Purpose. And if you'd like to get a free copy, well, you'll find out how to get one somewhere in this podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Today, we have on Beth Bridges. Beth, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So one of the first things I wanted to talk about was networking. You are so big on networking. You've spent 10 years, yes, like learning everything about networking. Um, What is your story? How did you start, and how did you get to where you are today? So first of all, I'm still learning about networking, right? Nobody's nobody's ever done learning about networking. Uh, their their topic of expertise or their their favorite topic, but here's really how it, it it got started. I took a job. Well, I was interviewing for a marketing position, and I made a mistake in the interview that everybody who who is looking at marketing or wants to be in marketing needs to take note of this. So at the end of the interview after they'd asked me a whole bunch of questions, you know, usually they'll say, so do you have any questions for us? And for somebody who's going to be in marketing, a really important question would be, yes, what kind of marketing budget or marketing resources would this position have? And for that job, if they had been honest, uh, they would have said, well, once we hire you, we have just blown the entire marketing budget. Uh oh. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so I had this position to do marketing and events and uh, some sales, and really didn't have a lot of resources as far as advertising or or a materials budget or anything like that. So, what I did have though was uh, I was given the the freedom of schedule to go to events create my own events and just really set my own schedule. And so I knew what I had to work with was the networking and it was both my ability to create events for our organization, but also to go to other people's events and do as much networking as I possibly could. So it was a little bit of that, you know, you hear people say, when the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> and so oh, I've never a, heard of that. Yeah, you haven't heard that. Yes. Yeah, so when the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> but in this case, you know, it worked and it worked really well for a number of years. And I was extremely aggressive about being very visible in the community and if somebody had a luncheon or a mixer or a ribbon cutting or a grand opening I was there and and it worked um but it was exhausting and 
as far as a strategy to teach, because the, the business that I was working for was a chamber of commerce. And so it made sense, you know, that as the marketing and membership person for a chamber of commerce, it made sense that I was doing uh, all this networking. But as an example for maybe somebody who was a new business owner or somebody who um, had just taken a marketing or sales position with a business that was part of the chamber, it, it actually wasn't a good example because it made it look like that's what you had to do to be successful at networking. You had to like do this frantic, enormous volume of um, just activity and events. And so I started looking for, first of all, a better way to teach it because mm -hmm. people started to assume, you know, you start doing something often enough and public enough and people see you doing it, they kind of assume you're an expert in it. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And so they start asking you questions and I realized I wasn't exactly certain how to explain it to them in a way that was really concise and telling them, oh yeah, just go do, you know, 20 networking events a month was not a great strategy. It's just not hardly doable for anybody who has a job that's not, you know, networking person for a chamber of commerce. Yeah, so. yeah. And then what would be some good networking strategies? Because in all honesty, I'm in school. I'm in high school. Seven hours of my day are eaten up. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and a lot of other people want to start businesses and they have, you know, jobs of their own. Because you got to keep your day job. Quitting your day job, I think, is not the smartest idea. And you got to make money somehow to find right. your passions. So what are some, what are some awesome marketing tips or awesome networking tips that you can give? So, so one of the things I really thought about was that there, there are a lot of networking tips out there. Uh, and if you read them though, a lot of them are about how to, how to, I, I don't want to call it schmoozing because that's, a, that's kind of a negative connotation. Um, how to mingle at events, but going to events is really just the, the tip of the iceberg. And, and by tip of the iceberg, I mean, it's just the visible part. It's not even the beginning, I would say, of, of networking. So it's really important, first of all, to not get caught up in thinking that events is all of what networking is all about. And then the other thing is to have, to have a strategy, to have a a process or a plan. And most, most of us just don't have one. And, and what I ended up looking for myself was, I, you know, I was really looking for, I thought this, is, this is simple stuff. I mean, this is not super complicated. This is not, you know, brain surgery or rocket science or anything like that. There's gotta be a really simple, just kind of step-by-step -step description of networking. And I mean, I was even looking, I was looking for something really simple, like, you know, how do you, um, how do you lose weight? You know, well, you, you eat less and, and you exercise more. Um, and that's like super simple or even, you know, eat less sugar and eat more vegetables. And, you know, I thought networking's got to have something like that, but nobody had really written anything that kind of laid it out step-by-step. Step. step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. And I, I have quite the collection of books on networking. I think I have about 150. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot's been written about it. It's, it's an important topic. And when I wasn't finding what I was looking for, I wrote one myself. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of books end up getting written like that, right? Because people, don't, you know, they don't find what they're looking for. Yeah, and and I ended up describing networking in just five parts. It fits going to events. It fits the whole big, big picture and not just going to events. So um, if your listeners are taking notes, they're welcome to write this down. It's in the book too, of course, if they'd like the book, they're they're welcome to, you know, read it in the book, but I'm just going to tell you what they are. These five parts of networking, just step-by-step. Step. The, the first part is to believe in, and then there's a blank there. And really you can fit in a lot of these things. You can believe in yourself. You can believe in the, the people that you meet. And, and for me, really, you have to believe in the process. Cause like so many things, it's easy to get impatient with this. Uh, I went to one networking event and I didn't get any leads. Oh yeah. Like, well, the process is, it's a slow and meandering thing. I figured out, especially when it comes to people, relationships take so much time to build and develop, or is that, well, I'll ask that question later. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're right though. I mean, you don't, you don't meet somebody today and they're your best friend immediately. I mean, sometimes it feels like they are right. You meet somebody and you have so much in common and like you just connect with them right away. But but they're not really your best friend right away. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you have to believe in that process. And then uh, you do have to go places. I mean, there is a little bit of getting out and going to events, I think. But I also consider online networking. I mean, how did you and I connect? We connected on Twitter. Woohoo! <laughs> Twitter's, Twitter's my favorite social media. And it has been for a very, very long time. I've met... I've made some incredible connections that have done um, uh, amazing things for me. I've met people on Twitter who've become, quote, in real life friends and um, just had the opportunity to connect with people I never would have had the chance to. Oh, yeah. That's why social media is so beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Uh, so you have to go places. Then you have to meet people. Right. I, I see people who they'll go to events and then they'll just hang out with their friends. It's like, okay, you know, you see them all the time. Oh my goodness. That's such a, uh, that's, that's one of my pet peeves, especially when, you know, when you're younger, you got your friends and they're your friends and you go, oh, well, everyone outside of my friends, I don't know. So I'm just going to stay here in my circle. And, and even, oh my goodness, even going to the bathroom, especially like a lot of my girlfriends would do this and be like, can you, can you come to the bathroom with me? Why? Cause I don't want to, I don't, you know, like, no, I don't. You can go on your own. Like, well, yeah, yeah. A lot of that doesn't change when you get older too. I will tell you, I've seen, I've seen just grown adults, 50 years old, show up with their coworkers and, and spend the networking event talking to their coworkers. <laughs> You're like, that's not the point. You got to meet other people. Exactly. But, but a lot of people, well, that's a good point. A lot of people are uncomfortable yes. to work and meet with other people. So how do you, I mean, usually it's fear. So uh, you can combat fear with confidence. So how do you get people confident enough to meet other people? Yeah, there is, there is the one best strategy for that is this. You have got to go to places with like-minded people. And by like-minded, I don't mean people who are the same as you. They don't have to be the same age or the same business or 
uh, the same experience or, or anything like that. They just need to be like-minded in that they are at that event to meet other people. And if ah. you go to things like that, yeah, you can be confident that you think, well, I'm not just going to walk up and introduce myself to somebody. Yeah, that's why they're here. They want you to, they want you to introduce yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And well, I've learned that that's a very important f uh, foundation for a bunch of relationships, right? It's not like, oh, we're all here because we like, you know, I, I like the brain. Like we're not all here because we like the brain or we're not all here because we want to lose weight. We're all here for the same more like morals and fundamentals that you are all here for, regardless of our differences. Um, yeah, so and that comes in so much more handy than just like, oh, we're all sports fans because not all sports fans are going to get along. People with yes. their moral foundations are going to get along. Picking, so picking the kind of events and groups that you join or the events that you go to, that right there makes it a lot easier. It's, it's why I'm, I don't work for a chamber of commerce any, anymore, but I'm still a, a huge, huge fan of them because their networking events are designed to have everybody there be like-minded and they are eager to meet you. And if, if the Chamber of Commerce has their strategies put together well, there are people there who would be happy to introduce you to some people. And, and it's a good strategy. So, so let's say you were gonna go to a Chamber Mixer. You call the Chamber, you say, I'm coming to your Mixer. I'm really new to networking. And this is a very legitimate strategy. I had people do it I was on the receiving end of this and I loved it and I took care of these people. So you call up and you say, I'm, I'm new to this and I think I'm gonna get there and I'm not gonna know anybody. If, if I come find you or is there somebody at the check-in who could introduce me around? Absolutely. I had a group of people in my chamber called ambassadors and that's what they did. So you would show up, you know, if it was you, Ava, you'd show up and you'd find me, hey, I'm Ava, I called you and I'd say, Ava, Great, let me introduce you to Sally. Sally, this is Ava, I told you about her. She doesn't know anybody. Would you take her around and introduce her to some people? And That's so and, smart. Yeah, why, you know, why go into it cold? It's almost like cheating, right? No, yeah. it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not cheating, you're playing to your advantages. Exactly, and you're leveraging networking before you even get there. Uh, so if you do call a, an organization like that and you tell them, you know, you're brand new and is there somebody who can introduce you and they act like they don't know what you're talking about or they don't want to help you, then it might not be a good place to start. All right. Is that one of the, is that one of the things that you wish you would have known when you started out networking? I do. I, I, so <laughs> that's kind of a born uh, born extrovert, you know, they, they say when you take the population and, and uh, about 60% of people are uh, ambiverts, they're introverted or extroverted depending on the situation. Mm, okay. Um, but that leaves about 40% who are either completely introverted or completely extroverted. And, and that was me, the completely extroverted. So <laughs> I'll go to, I, I talked to people at grocery stores and gas stations. And when I was a kid, my poor mom, because I I talked to strangers all the time. So. Oh, so do I. Like, when I was little, I felt bad. My friends, because we were like all middle school girls at this point. You know, we were walking down the sidewalk, and there was yeah. this homeless man 
And I decided to just talk to him. And they're all scared. Like, Ava, what are you doing? Like, he seems friendly and nice. I want to say hi. I want to ask him about life. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, 99.99% of the time, people are good. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to talk to them. So. Oh, yeah. So much you can learn. You know, but that's a good point, though, too, that we grow up with our parents telling us, don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. It's dangerous. And you think, well, but I'm an adult and I know that I'm going to go to a business meeting and nobody's going to, you know, assault you or, you know, you hope because, you know, you hear stories. And so, but in the back of somebody's mind, I think there may be a little bit of that, you know, I'm nine years old. My mom's telling me I shouldn't talk to strangers. Oh yeah. It's always, it's always a little bit of a fear factor because you don't know people. But then once you understand that, like what you said, most people are good people. Your like your intentions are similar to anyone else's. Right. So if you have exactly. if you dismiss that, then you'll be just fine. Yes. Now, here's the one thing that people who've been doing some networking really hate, and it really turns them off to networking. And it's just something that you just have to get a little bit used to with networking. And that is that if you do go to stuff like this, you're going to get people who mistakenly think that networking is all about selling and prospecting. Oh, thank you. That's what I was, that's what I wanted to talk to you about so much. Cause, oh, wait, sorry. This is one of my big things at networking. Please go on. Who's going? Yeah. Well, I think I know where you're coming from. Cause you go to these things and you meet people and they're like, hi, it's nice to meet you. Here's my stuff. Here's my pitch. Um, we should get together for coffee and then I'll give you a, a, a more in-depth pitch and I'll prospect you and I'll try to qualify you and I'm going to try to sell you. I mean, they don't say it like that, but <laughs> that's what they're doing. And it's, it's super annoying, right? I know people who just will not networking network because they have that happen to them. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to be like that. Yeah. They don't, well, they don't want to be like that, of course, but which is funny because almost everybody does it. <laughs> like they, they don't want to hear your sales pitch, but they're not pitching you. They have a wonderful opportunity that you should be thrilled to be hearing. You know, so there's a little <laughs> bit of that, I, you know, but it's a little bit like, like saying, I will never drive again because some people are rude drivers. You can't do that because you, you know, you, you got to go places and if you can't leave your house that really causes a lot of problems for you so yeah can't you know cut off your nose to spite your face and not go to networking events because some people are trying to sell you at events yeah and then sometimes well, you do also go to networking events because you do kind of want to show off and be like you know hi you know hi i'm beth i you know i know a lot about networking i have this book actually like I'm an author and, you know, I also put on my own blog, things like that. But I feel like you need to come from a genuine place. I think yeah. you want to genuinely have to meet people, be friendly to them, be kind to them. And then you can open up about other things that you do. Absolutely. So here's a specific, see, you led right into a very specific strategy you can do when somebody's giving you that hardcore sales pitch. Um, this is actually, funny enough, this is actually a sales strategy. And it's called pattern interrupt. A lot of times what'll happen is, you know, you're networking and the other person starts going into a sales pitch and, and you just kind of sometimes like you just glaze over, right? Your eyes just glaze over and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. And then sometimes we feel like we have to go into our sales pitch. So the two of us, you give your sales pitch, I give my sales pitch, I give you my card, you give me your card, and then we walk away. But what if you 
interrupted that expected pattern. When the other person is going, here's my sales pitch, here's what I do, blah, 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 blah. And then you go, you know what? What I really want to know is, it sounds like you're so passionate about that. Like, what made you love this business so much? There it is. You could even say, you know, I have to tell you, I, it's, it's not a product I'm interested in, but I'm really interested in hearing about you. And what do you do for fun? Or, you know, we're not a good fit business-wise, it sounds like, but what else do you do that's of interest to you? So you interrupt that whole pattern. And now here's what will happen. One of two things will happen. They'll look relieved because somebody somewhere told them, you go to that networking event and you get five prospects. So they think that's what they're supposed to be doing. Mm. And if you kind of break that up and give them permission to talk about something else or do something else, like they'll look relieved. And then you then, like you said, you could have a genuine conversation with them. Or they won't hear a word you said and they'll just plow through their pitch. <laughs> and all you can do is nod and smile and get away as quickly as possible. You have to respect your own time. And, and I know sometimes people get, they get caught into very long conversations because they were, they were too polite to interrupt somebody who's kind of not polite or not self-aware enough to realize that, you know, they're just pitching you. Mm. And I think we need to be more careful about protecting our own time when we go to events like this. And, and if somebody is just, they're just doing that to you, they're just kind of running over you, you know, verbally, you have to, I think, and I, I know this sounds, it sounds kind of rude, but on the other hand, it's rude for somebody else to just not listen to you and treat you like a, a prospect. Oh yeah. Cause in sales prospecting can be a very, um, I don't want to make it sound like that is a bad thing actually, because a very professional salesperson is going to do a lot of listening. Of course. Yeah. Um, at the same time, it's going to be, you, you know, you, you are here at that event or you're there online to connect and talk to other people as well. So you yeah. don't want your time taken up by that one person too much. So they can be pitching you. They could be running into you into the dirt. By the end of the day, you got to be like, Hey, thank you so much. Or and yeah. like do that pattern interrupt, like you said, and go, yeah. hey, I, I'm going to go to this other person. And that other person, like person number three over there, you should go talk to them. They look very interested in what you're doing. Something like exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. Or even just saying, will you excuse me? <laughs> and then just walk away. I have to go to the bathroom, you know, jump off yeah. the window. Well, if you, if you say that, then you got to actually go. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever want to lie, right? You don't yeah. want to lie. Um, because I've found a lot of times that people who do that are, they're almost always nice people. They're just, they're kind of buying into the idea that that's how networking works. And a lot of times there've been people who I met the first time and they just like, they didn't get it. But then I met them a couple more times. And especially when they start a brand new job or, or especially if they get involved in um, direct sales or multi-level marketing and like the first couple of months, they're so excited about it. But then they kind of mellow out. And then I've had a lot of really good relationships with people. The first time I met them, I was like, oh no, this is not, this is not gonna happen anywhere, but, but it does. So you have to give people second chances and other opportunities, so. Oh yeah. And then yeah. 
and then we like we went through one, two, and three of yeah of the so, five yeah. of the five sections. What are th- what are four and five? So so we want to we want to believe in and especially believe in the process. We mm-hmm. got to go places. We talked about that. We talked about meeting people, and we actually talked about how to meet people, how to make it a lot easier to meet people. Mm-hmm. And you have to stay connected with them. Yes, that's. I found that to be so important. And, you know, especially because a lot of, like what you said, a lot of people think that networking, not to call it like soulless, but a lot of people like networking was a soulless thing, like just pitching, just like talking, 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 hoping to God that someone listened, but it's not, it's very much more of a connecting with people and then like getting to get to know them, um, which is a slow process. Like what you said, you're not going to become best friends in a day, but, um, and then that staying connected afterwards is so important. I found, but, uh, yeah, I'll let you talk about it. I enjoy it. Yeah, well, you're, you're exactly right. It, and it's, it's probably the hardest part because staying connected with people, um, you know, a lot of people call it the follow-up, right? And when you ask people how good they are at the follow-up, they're, they're terrible at the follow-up. Mm. Uh, and I know this for a fact because, for example, um, for years and years, I went and spoke to um, a job club that's part, it's across the country it's called experience unlimited and it's it's through the uh the edd so it's a government program which when i first got invited to come speak to it i was like i don't know how good this is gonna be it's a really good program (laughs) and they bring people in for a whole week because a lot of a lot of times you know if you're in your 40s or 50s or even your 30s and maybe you've been working somewhere for five or ten years and now you're in a job search again a lot of people forget those skills because it's a skill set. Finding a job is is a skill set. And if you're only doing it every once in a while, you're not very practiced at it. So they they remind people of the skills that they need, you know, getting your resume brushed up and working on interviews. And and I would come in and talk about networking. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I would talk about is is following up with people. And I would lay it out for them. I would lay it out. Ava, I would tell them, I want to hear from all of you. If you have questions or if you, you just want a reminder of some of the things or just tell me how it's going, because you'd think they would maybe think that I might be a good person to connect with. Because <laughs> at the time I was working for the chamber and I knew a lot of people, a lot of businesses, you would think I'd be the one of the first people they'd want to connect with and stay connected with because I'm probably here about a lot of jobs, which I did. You want to make a guess out of every group of, it was usually 15 to 20 people. You want to make a guess as to how many people would follow up with me after I gave the presentation? Probably not many. <laughs> Try zero most really? of the time. Really? Zero. I think it's because people are for forgetful. Well, yeah, I think it's, um, I don't know exactly what it is. I, I think sometimes it's part of, Partly you think, well, people don't want to hear from me again. They don't want me to bug them. But in this uh, case, I, I begged them. I'm like, please, <laughs> please make me feel like I've accomplished something here. Make me feel like you've heard what I've told you. If there's nothing you remember, except that I told you to reach out to me, to connect with me, et cetera, afterwards, please show me that I'm not just talking to hear myself talk here. Oh yeah. I totally understand <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> and so so I think, I think maybe too, people don't have a good process. I know I'm constantly 
working on my own, you know, how do I follow up with people and how to remember all the, you know, hundreds of to-dos that I have to do. But, but I think we have so many good apps and tools that um, it's not a good excuse. It's not a terribly good excuse anymore. Oh yeah. Well, not even just like with all the apps or something, but remembering the value that those people brought to you. One of the things I use to follow up with people is just that simple, like, Hey, how are you? And never in the, you know, they get a little off guard. They go, well, I'm good. What do you need? I don't need anything. I just want to know how your day went. How are you? How's life? Yes. And they yes. go, huh, I'm doing really good thing. I'm really blessed in life. And thank you so much for asking. Go, that's awesome, man. Yeah. How are you really good? Actually, you know, it's, it's that, yes. it's those simple conversations. It's those things that people don't hear most of the time because you're, you know, usually people always just want something or yeah. you're trying to get something always starting out with that genuine out, like that genuineness is so much more helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not reaching out to people only when you need something. So here's something you can add to that strategy. So when you do reach out to somebody, uh, let, let's say, let's say you have a conversation with somebody and they love, it, it turns out that they love bicycling and you see an article about a new law about, you know, bicyclists or a new bike path or something like that. And you, you just shoot it over to them real quick in an email. Hey, I saw this article and I thought you'd appreciate seeing it. That's also, that's so nice too. Exactly. So you're reaching out to them and you're making that connection and uh, you're showing that you remembered something about them yeah. and they know you don't want anything. They know that you crossed their, their mind and you're like, Oh, I saw this article. I thought you'd find it interesting. That's what, and then, and then, uh, what would be number five? So number five is the most important. And it's when you reached out to me on, on Twitter and, you know, you said, Hey, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing some thoughts of yours. Do you remember what I said that you had already in place? That was probably the most important thing. Uh, that I followed through. <laughs> That, yeah, that you followed through too. That was very, very important. Um, but also that you already had a way to give value to people. Oh, that's also one I wanted to bring up. Sorry, sorry. I, I get so excited on these. Please continue. No, I'm with you. I'm totally excited too because it's, it's the most important thing. And if you have that in place, actually, you, there's not much you can do with the rest of it except for ask people to buy your stuff if you don't have any value or you're not willing to give value to other people in your networking because that's how you build valuable relationships is that you put value into them yeah so like especially for some like especially for kids or people who are just starting out and they want to network if they're at ground zero i've noticed the key to networking is what you said bringing value to others so when you don't have much how do you find ways to give value to others that is that is such a great question. So to a certain extent, when you're in that position, um, you are looking for people who are willing to share their advice and the value that you give them is listening to them, which sounds, it sounds so simple. You're like, what, why would somebody want to do that? Now, not everybody will. Everybody, you know, there are people who think they're too busy or they're not interested or, you know, they, they can't relate to somebody who's at the beginning of their journey. But a lot of people would love to share 
their wisdom or share, or even if it's not wisdom, but it's having made a whole bunch of horrible mistakes and remembering how to not, you know. Oh yeah, I've seen both. Good, right? Mm -hmm. um, so just, I, I think that when you are in that position, you could do a lot more asking than giving at the beginning. And the asking is, you know, I'd, I'd love to learn more about what you do. I, I'm, um, I'd love to just maybe interview you or pick your brains for a little bit about your business or your industry, or um, I'm just looking for some advice or recommendations. And the people who are willing to do that are going to do it because they're going to feel great about doing it. When I share, so when I share information that I learned hard, I mean, like I worked hard to learn some of this stuff, Ava, I, hundreds of events and, you know, blisters on my feet from, you know, standing up for two hours in shoes I shouldn't have worn or whatever it is, you know, whatever was so hard about it or all the nights that I didn't go home until 8 p.m. because I was, you know, at events. Um, I don't want to be just the only person benefiting from all that hard work. I want other people to benefit from all that hard work too because if I help you learn that kind of stuff, faster, you can spend your time learning something else rather than the same thing we all have to learn, right? So that's how societies progress. Yeah, by fast learning. <laughs> yeah, like if every human being had to learn all over again how to grow food, wouldn't be very far. So that's why we got books and podcasts and mentors and teachers as it makes, well, that, honestly, it's what makes society so amazing is because you can build it on top of one another. Exactly. So when you're at the beginning of your journey, whether you're, you know, just in school or just starting out, that, that's probably um, the quote value that you have to offer is give other people a chance to, to share their wisdom. Everybody loves, you know, what, what's everybody's favorite topic? Themselves. Themselves. <laughs> Which is, which is nice, which is nice because uh, if everyone's favorite topic is themselves, then it's nice to get to know someone that fast. Like, um, because yeah. sometimes some people are really too busy. They'll, you know, like my time is money and, yeah. you know, I can't, I, you know, I don't have the time to mentor you, but maybe someone else does. You don't have to go to the top of the command or the top of the chain in order to get the best advice. In all honesty, you can go to the understudy, right? Um, yeah. And learn and learn so much from them because you know they're one the understudy and they're behind the scenes, um, things like that. Absolutely, and and just being willing to ask more than more than one person, and and maybe being willing to reach out more than once. And so, when you do find somebody who's willing to spend a little bit of time, uh, the last question to ask them is, who else do you think I should talk to? Yes, I've noticed that's, yeah, that's some very important, especially for podcasting. It's how you okay. connect with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. It works that way with, you know, anything, local local networking. Who else should I talk to? Oh, you need to talk to my, you know, my friend over here who runs the, you know, the head of the, the Convention and Visitors Bureau. She loves to, you know, talk to people, connect, mentor, you know, you never know who they're going to know. And getting that warm introduction is so valuable. Oh yeah. Well, we're about to run out of time. Miss Beth, thank you so much for being on. Where can everyone find you? So they can find me online as the networking motivator. So my website is the networking motivator.com and you can find some more stories and strategies 
and even even a few networking tips on my website on my blog i'm also really active on twitter mm -hmm. so as i said that and that's just at beth bridges i tweet a lot about networking and some networking tips and and links to to valuable and useful stories and then my book is on amazon and it's called networking on purpose so it'll give you a a more in-depth look at these five parts and kind of how to put them together and some very specific strategies within those parts and how to just take that and and really instead of it's called networking on purpose because instead of just kind of networking at random and you know throwing a lot of spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks <laughs> yeah you know you have a strategy you have a process you have a plan to follow and for for someone who might be in their teens or 20s starting and learning a process and being very deliberate and intentional about it now um, networking is exponential so the little bit of effort that you put in now and that you put in just a little bit at a time every week or every month it's it's like compound interest Ooh. <laughs> yeah after five or ten years it's you've got some incredibly powerful connections and, and you've got a, a very strong network and that's really you know believing in that process like you know it's the if you've ever heard the um you know I'm, i can give you a penny today i can give you half a million dollars or a penny and then double it every day for 31 days you'd think well give me the half million but i think at the end of the 31 days the penny doubles to five million to way and over that of course yes. and that's what networking is really like you know you're just you're just doubling and adding up and, and it's just compounding over time and you just need to be a little bit patient and persistent and and at some point down at the end of the process or well into the process it looks like magic but then you remember all the work you did <laughs> it's, it's of course uh, fantastic though of course well you guys heard it here first start now start early because it's going to take you amazing places miss beth thank you so much Thank you, Ava. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you like what we're doing, please help us grow by sharing our content. And if you have any recommendation for future guests, please email me at agwetrick at gmail.com. Also, Beth Bridges is kind enough to give us two signed copies of her book, Networking on Purpose. If you'd like to get a copy, 